Welcome to the first ever Business of Caring episode with Dr. Christine Meyer. The Business of Caring is a groundbreaking new series within the Tell Me More podcast that's dedicated to exploring the synergies between compassionate patient care and business excellence. With her expertise as a highly celebrated internal medicine physician and founder of Christine Meyer MD and Associates, Dr. Meyer has built a thriving practice with over 20 providers, 20,000 patients, and growing. Her success is a direct result of putting incredible patient care first, and each episode of The Business of Caring explores the profound impact of prioritizing patient well-being on overall practice success. For those that love our traditional Tell Me More podcast format, don't worry, it's not going anywhere. After all, amazing patient care starts with learning directly from patients by speaking with them and hearing their stories, and will continue to deliver Tell Me More podcasts on a regular basis through this channel. It's all part of our unwavering effort to help healthcare professionals build trust with patients and improve health outcomes simply by having better conversations. And now, here's your host, Dr. Christine Meyer. We are back on a first ever episode of The Business of Caring, which Dr. Christine Meyer, who joins me now, your podcast producer, Casey Callanan, has described as a podcast within a podcast, which I absolutely love it being called that because that's what it is and that's what it's all about. Dr. Meyer, why don't you tell us what I'm gonna actually call you Christine if that's okay. Just to be please. less formal. Oh, yeah. please. That'd yeah. be good. Sorry, I'm used to calling people doctor. Um <laughs> actually, okay. Um, so yeah, tell me, Christine, about um, and I'm gonna leave that in there because I think that's kind of cool. It, it like um shows kind of your personality that yeah. you're very, very laid back, very informal, and I really like working with you so far. So, Christine, tell us about what the business of caring is all about and what its goal is for listeners. Yeah. So my original goal for the podcast was to try to highlight patient experiences in healthcare, specifically around their conversations with healthcare providers and how good or bad conversations can sort of shape the entire interaction and honestly affect a patient's outcome. Um, That sort of got to this idea of, well, what's important in being a good and successful doctor? Like how do doctors create practices that are successful and provide excellent patient care? And it really does all start from a good patient conversation. Like if you can't talk to patients, you're not going to have a successful practice, but conversations aren't all there is. There is an entire, you know, system built around patient care that is critical to creating and nurturing a successful medical practice. So it starts with the patient experience, but there's more to running a successful business. And I really wanted to start talking about the business aspect um, in consideration of how important the patient care is. So it feels like they're just naturally connected. So incorporating some of the business pieces into the tell me more podcast kind of felt natural. Totally. And I think this podcast is going to benefit both patients and healthcare providers and entrepreneurs to to understand 
that there is no substitute for great patient care when it comes to a financially successful and thriving practice. Like that's where it starts. Um, I want, I want to know about your story for listeners that might not be familiar. I want to know about your background and when, you know, take me back to when you first realized you wanted to be a doctor. And then when did that healthcare professional journey turn entrepreneurial? Because that's what I'm super curious about. Yeah. So I'm one of the old school kind of want to be a doctor stories where I've just known always that's what I was going to be. I grew up watching my aunt uh, actually go through medical school and become a doctor and then move from our our uh, home country of Egypt to the US and kind of do the whole process of becoming a doctor here. And I trotted around following her through the hospital. And my earliest memories of wanting to be a doctor like that was always going to be my, my career. Um, I never intended to, you know, be an entrepreneur. I thought I would just be a doctor wherever I could be the best doctor I could be. I wasn't exactly sure how that would uh, shake out. And after my training, I took my first job with a group of three male physicians that were all literally twice my age. Um, and I was brought in to kind of take over for one of the doctors that was retiring. And for four years, I did that and watched just atrocious business practices. You know, I found myself pulling my hair out at some of the things they wouldn't do, you know, like they wouldn't spend an extra 15 cents on a better quality folder for patient records. And, you know, that was back in the time when, you know, the folder was everything. You know, if you open this flimsy folder, everything just fell out and it was a mess. And I wanted them to get like sturdier folders that you could clip papers into. They're like, no, we're not spending that money. So, you know, with these small things that I could see really were impacting, maybe not the patient care, but definitely the business side of the practice, like this fire was starting in my belly about how like I could, I could definitely do this better. And then uh, it was actually a terrible, you know, but it ended up being the best terrible thing that could have happened to us. Um, My husband was working for a megalomaniac and quit his job to start his own pediatric practice and found a space that was a little too big for what he wanted to do. And he was like, oh, if only we had one more doctor. And at that moment, I think a light bulb went off for both of us. Like, what? If only we had one more doctor. Here I am in this miserable practice that I hated. Um, And here he was with a space and an opportunity to bring on one more doctor. And I just said, why don't I be that doctor? And that's really how it started. That is pretty awesome. I don't think you ever anticipated to be where you are at now. So why don't you catch folks up who might not know um, what you're currently doing and uh, tell us a little bit about Christine Meyer and Associates. Yeah. So so that practice uh, with Chris, my husband, started 19 years ago, 2004. And it was just me and it was two examining rooms and we shared, you know, one receptionist and one biller and I had a part-time medical assistant. And so for many years, that's how it went. Just me building up the practice. You know, I started out with two or three patients a day, just praying for the phone to ring. Um, And then fast forward, you know, 19 years later, I have um, 
20 clinicians, two buildings, uh, a staff of about 80 people. We care for 20,000 active patients in our community. So it's been, you know, a tremendous evolution, um, maturation process for me personally and professionally, but so amazing because ultimately what has happened is, you know, it's been growth by multiplication. So I wanted to take care of as many people as well as I could as a doctor. That was my initial goal. How can I take care of as many people and do a great job? But you know, by building a practice and sharing a vision and a culture with 20 people. Now, you know, we take care of 20 times the people I could have done on my own. So that's really been, you know, my goal and mission is I can only do so much as one person, but by creating an organization that can multiply that times 20 or 30 or however many clinicians we have, we impact that many more lives in a positive way. Wow. That is the goal, I would assume. But for someone that is just starting out, um, maybe someone who has an itch to scratch about, hey, maybe I can test the waters and you know, hang my own shingle and start a private practice. What would you tell that person who especially might be a little nervous about taking on that risk? Um, but I mean, you got to start somewhere, right? Exactly. And that's exactly what I would say. I would say, don't, don't start a practice expecting to in a year or two or three have, you know, a massive practice of 20 or 30 clinicians. I think the part of the reason my practice is successful is because every step I allow to happen organically, including the mistakes. So you know, setting out to just be a solo practitioner in two rooms, that was great until I was a little too busy and had to bring on help. And then that was great until we ran out of space. So I think if you're looking to start your own practice, start with that, you know, yourself, minimum overhead, you know, build up your reputation and patient, uh, get really good at taking care of good patients so that your patient volume grows and then see where it takes you. And I have lots of friends and colleagues who say, when I'm full, I'm full. They just stop taking new patients and they stick with their two examining rooms and they're, you know, extremely professionally satisfied with that. And I think that's important too. understand what fulfills you as a physician because um, not every physician is an entrepreneur. And if all you want to do is take good care of patients in a small setting, then do that. And if your vision is to grow, let it happen organically, one step, one year, one clinician, one mistake at a time. I think that's really important to to know. And we've talked about that personally offline, you and I, and also there will be a future episode where we're going to dig into um, kind of when you get to that fork in the road. And it's like, do you want to stay small and take care of the patients that, you know, you can manage in in a day and then kind of just that be your practice? Or do you want to scale because you think um, like what you've done, being able to create a system where you're maintaining that quality at scale? Um, I think there's that that fork in the road and and mm-hmm. people just kind of have to make a decision there. Um, I think any entrepreneur needs to make that decision. Um, but I just feel like everything in healthcare, when you're talking about patient care, the importance is just in this business is just tenfold 
20-fold. Like it's so much more important to get it right because the stakes are so important when you talk about uh caring for patients. And you know, I was just curious if you had any, you know, other other thoughts on that, because I know we're gonna dive more into it. But what about, you know, when you get to that fork in the road? Yeah, I mean, I definitely believe in instinct um and lifestyle. I think those two things are the things that really drive you down one path or another. So in my in my instinct, I just knew I wanted more and I could do more. Um, and in terms of my lifestyle, you know, I got tired of being on call 365 days a year, every holiday, every night, you know, zero support. I had a baby early on, like three years into it. And um, I took two weeks off because that's all I could do, you know, and keep my practice going. So, you know, for me, I wanted to be able to have more clinicians in the office so that I could also live my life and take care of my family. So, you know, looking at what type of lifestyle you want, and then also just what's your gut telling you is your gut telling you that you have the entrepreneurial spirit and can grow and do more? Or is your instinct telling you like, I'm good here. And whatever lifestyle goes along with this, I'm satisfied with. I think those are really critical pieces. Well, I want you to expand on that a little bit because taking two weeks off to have a baby is incredibly difficult. So <laughs> it, it reminds me in of this in this discussion, like just all the sacrifice that goes into this and yeah. and all the difficult, really almost unimaginably difficult things that have to be done. Um, is that just getting it the practice off the ground, or does that kind of those difficult times do they stay with you? I mean, I no, they they stay with you. So as a leader, like I really believe if you're going to be a leader in an organization, even if it's an organization of one clinician and one receptionist, if you're a leader, you're going to make sacrifices. And if you're going to be a successful leader, you will continue to make sacrifices. It's just that the sacrifices change, you know? So for me, you know, two weeks off after having a baby was a tremendous sacrifice, but Fast forward, you know, 20 years later, my sacrifices are very different. It may be like I get a phone call about a business problem on a Sunday, you know, so it's still, you know, an intrusion in my time off, but it's such a different level of sacrifice, um, but you have to be prepared for it. So until or unless you're simply punching the clock for somebody else, there will always be sacrifices, just changes. Shifting gears, I want to ask you about if there's any misconceptions or challenges that healthcare professionals face, um, you know, when it comes to balancing the patient care and running a business, the business and patient care, you know, people feel like it can't mix and work well. Um, just tell me about your opinion on all that. Yeah. So I think for a long time, or even still, people think you can't be a good doctor and be business savvy and financially successful. And if you are driving a business that is profitable and lucrative, you are somehow sacrificing patient care or selling out. And I think that's just not true. I think there's a difference between 
taking a practice and a cohort of patients in a community and selling it to a venture capitalist for millions of dollars and retiring to a private island. You know, that is the definition of selling out and sacrificing your patient's well-being. But if you build a practice that continually improves upon the services and the access and the quality of care you provide to patients. And as a result, you, the entrepreneur, the business leader, the practice leader, do well for yourself financially, There's that's fantastic. Because for me personally, the better I do for myself, lifestyle-wise, professionally, financially, the more I am able to invest into my practice. And the better that practice gets and the better care the community gets. So good care and business savvy absolutely can coexist. And I think the more they coexist, the better you can do for your community. It's just much more scalable, the more resources you have. Any Anything else that you have uh, coming down the coming down the pike in this podcast series that you want to mention, what are you excited about? I know that this is a really big passion project for you. What else do we have to look forward to? And again, what, um, what else, you know, are you super excited about on this show? Yeah. So I think there's so many different pieces to operate, starting operating and maintaining a successful medical practice, whether it's primary care or any other type of private practice. Um, And it is, you're right. I am so passionate about it because I want to see private practice succeed and thrive. I don't want to see private practices get gobbled up by hospitals and insurers and venture capitalists. So for me, if I can get the word out about how to do it and how to do it well, you know, that will be part of my my legacy. Um, And I'm excited to break it down. You know, it's not just about hanging a shingle. It's not just about taking good care of patients. It's about your physical space. It's about the team that you build. It's about the culture that you create. It's about the nitty gritty of the phone system um, and the electronic medical record and the billing. It's so many pieces. And I'm excited to really just break down into bite-sized chunks all of the aspects of operating a successful medical practice. And in so doing, just make it much more approachable for someone who's either considering starting a medical practice or in a medical practice that they're struggling with and, you know, really kind of on the brink of selling out because they just don't think they can keep going. You know, can we educate doctors out there and help them either stay independent or become independent. Totally makes sense. And, you know, without failures, it's tough to have success because I personally learn best from when I fail, like epic failures stick with (laughs) me. I try to learn from them. I try not to repeat them. We're all human. I've definitely have repeated mistakes. I try not to repeat them more than once. Um, tell me about some epic fails that you've had doing this. And uh, I think the best way to safely learn from failure is to hear from other people's failures and try not to repeat them. So is there anything you wanted to mention on that front before we start wrapping up here? Yeah. I mean, I think the biggest failures I've had in this whole process in 19, 20 years have been bringing on the wrong people um, in all aspects of the practice, bringing on the wrong clinicians, bringing on the wrong support staff, 
or honestly allowing myself to take care of the wrong patients because I felt like I had to. Um, When you start out, you kind of like business is business and you have to just take every patient that walks through your door. But eventually you learn like when it's a bad fit from the start, it just leads to trauma in the end. So, you know, from a patient standpoint, starting to understand your comfort level and where you do best in terms of practice, and then learning how to identify clinicians that either will fit in your culture or absolutely not fit in your culture. And then when you realize that you've made a bad decision, I think it's so important to cut the strings fast. Like, you know, not only have I failed in terms of hiring the wrong people or taking care of the wrong patients, but I've allowed that mistake to go on for way too long. You know, I've, often found myself saying I've invested so much. It's been so many years, like, you know, uh, and in the end, invariably that leads to more trouble than it's worth. So, you know, in addition to making mistakes with people, I think it's really important not to make mistakes by letting those mistakes go on too long. And there will be plenty of mistakes as humans just have that on your radar. If you're going into you know, starting any sort of business, especially sure. in the healthcare space. It's just, mm-hmm. it's, it's that mindset. Any other final thoughts you have before we kind of wrap it up here? No, I'm super excited about this podcast. I think that, you know, it'll always come back to the patient. It'll always, that's, that's the be all and end all. So we will keep having those really good conversations with patients and then talk about how, you know, having a successful business ultimately goes back to the patient and helps more patients. And that's really what it's all about. Yeah. And as a quick programming note, we'll just mention that the patient conversations that you've been having in the traditional tell me more podcast episodes aren't going anywhere because it's so important to have the patient perspective be a part of this overall conversation that we're having on both the business side and the patient communication side with tell me more, because without that patient feedback and without you regularly still interviewing patients and hearing about their experience, we're never going to get the full picture. Is that fair to say? Absolutely. 100%. That's exactly right. Okay. Cool. Well, stay tuned for more episodes. We're going to be publishing every Wednesday. So be on the lookout for those, whether it's the traditional tell me more patient interviews or some of these business of caring episodes where we're talking with other entrepreneurs in this space, business-minded individuals, aspiring entrepreneurs in this space, anyone who has an interesting question is welcome on our show. And of course, there will be plenty of great episodes for you to stay tuned into down the line. Christine, it's been awesome getting a chance to work with you. And um, I really, I look forward to hearing more of these conversations as I produce and edit them on the back end. Awesome. Thank you so much, Casey. Likewise. Awesome. All right. Take care, folks. Thanks for listening to The Business of Caring with Dr. Christine Meyer. Have you learned a lot by running your own business as a doctor or healthcare provider? Perhaps you're a physician, entrepreneur in training, or someone who has aspirations to own their own business in patient care. 
We want to hear from you. Join us as a guest on our show. If you'd like more information on today's episode or how to contact Dr. Meyer, visit us online at christinemeyermd.com or send us an email at christine at christinemeyermd.com.